Trent Leishan is the founder and CEO of Australia's number one sales training company, Boom Sales. Sales expert and fast growth specialist and author of two business titles, Outlaw and The Naked Salesman. Not For The Average podcast exposes the secrets to extraordinary performance in sales, entrepreneurship and business growth. Warning, this show is not for the average. Welcome to the Not For The Average podcast. I am your host, Trent Leishan. Today, we are joined by Dina Pozzo, the founder of Insium. And Dina is a leadership and development expert. And today, we're going to be exploring the concept of courage. Dina, welcome. Thank you. Very nice looking to see forward you. to this chat. Oh, awesome, you. awesome. And uh, today, in particular, uh, this the date that we're filming this and recording this podcast, there's lots of... Um, turbulence in the world, obviously, thanks to the coronavirus, um, the epidemic that we're all finding ourselves in. So this pod interview, I think, Dina, is very timely. Um, and we're going to take an opportunity to talk about uh, courage in business, but also, you know, how do we demonstrate courage given the current situation that we all find ourselves in? Dina, are you safe and well there in St Kilda? We are very safe and well, thank you for asking. We have been self-isolating for a couple of weeks now, which has its challenges, including sometimes needing to be courageous around that. But, yes, we are well, thank you. Oh, good to hear. Dina, uh, your business, Insium, uh, can you explain to our listeners what it is that you actually do? Okay. So, Trent, as you mentioned, I work in a space of leadership and change development. And perhaps I can answer that more fully as I explain my purpose. So my purpose is to open doors. These are doors that perhaps we've intentionally and firmly shut in the past. They're doors we may have wandered past without even noticing, or they might be doors in our future. And what I encourage people to do in my practice is to courageously open these doors and explore and honour what's on the other side. Because that helps them understand self better which then helps them be the best version of themselves as a leader, as a team member, as a professional specialist, as a human being. I like it. Opening doors. So finding those doors firstly and then having the courage to go yeah. through them to, get to what's on the other side. Absolutely. That sounds courageous. What in your definition, Dina, is courage? What does that look like? Okay. Uh, there's all different types of courage and there's lots of definitions of courage. And the definitions of courage can be sourced as far back as ancient philosophers. But these definitions of courage have evolved over time as society has valued different notions of courage. So, for example, we have physical courage. And this is probably what people are most familiar with. Physical courage is the courage demonstrated by firefighters, volunteers. And if you think of the bushfires of late last year, early this year in Australia, we saw a lot of courage being demonstrated. If you think of coronavirus right now, there's all the courage being demonstrated by our healthcare professionals who are doing all that they can to restore the health of those infected. So physical courage is where we put our own physicality at risk. We then have vital courage, and vital courage is about persevering through a disability or illness in the face of an uncertain outcome. So for an example of vital courage, um, an example is shown by the person who might be persevering through treatment for cancer when they're not sure 
of the prognosis. Again, if you think of today and people who have COVID-19 or are suffering COVID-19, they are persevering without uh, one unknown treatment uh, and they just, they're, well, I've, I've said that really badly. They're persevering without a known treatment. Mm. They're persevering to live. We then have moral courage. Uh, and moral courage is standing up for one's authentic beliefs and values in the face of uh, disapproval or rejection. So examples of moral courage, and this is probably what we see mostly in workplaces, unless you are uh, a firefighter or a paramedic or the like, uh, examples include whistleblowing, the person who stands up to bullying, the person who votes against the majority. And if you think again of today, and we look here in Australia, we had some state premiers making their own decisions, which were contrary to those of our Prime Minister, you know, as recently as last week. Your definition of that is moral courage. Is there a fine line between moral courage and madness? Dina, sometimes you're standing out yeah. in the crowd, speaking against and going against the grain, so to speak. Um, then, of course, there's judgment, isn't there? Um, yes. Ridicule. So that's a form of courage yeah. being able to have that moral. Um, I talk a lot about the moral compass. It was only moral courage is the ability to speak up despite of judgment, despite of it um, yeah. flying in the wind of what um, others are saying or doing. Absolutely. And, yeah, and Trent, what you've also identified there, courage is this beautiful skill. It's this beautiful strength that sits on a continuum. So if you think courage sits in the middle, at one end of the continuum, and I'm talking a long way away, we've got cowardice, but at the other end of the continuum, we've got recklessness, and again, a long way away. So it's this really fine line of sitting in this space of courage rather than tipping into recklessness or potentially tipping into cowardice. Mm, okay, okay. I like that as a concept. Okay. Uh, the, what, where is that line? And I guess the, the, the physical courage that you mentioned earlier, so we can relate to that as Australians, can't we, in terms of seeing that on the sporting field weekly. Absolutely. You know, and that sort yes. of resonates with a lot Same. of people, the physicality, the physical courage. Um, the first one is taking it back. So there's three there that you mentioned, Dina. Um, the last one was yeah. marriage, uh, moral Courage. Um, courage, yep. Second one was physical courage. Sorry? Uh, yep. Oh, the, the three are physical courage, moral courage and vital courage. And vital courage and vi vital courage. Yeah. Um, so if we think of those concepts, how do they apply in the workplace specifically? Because I guess that's probably the theme that we're running with today is how do we show more courage in the workplace to, um, yeah. why is that important? But then obviously given the current climate, we're sort of linking it back to, um, you know, social courage and, and how we deal with our, uh, the current yeah. climate we all find ourselves in. So just take it back to that first question. How, how do those three things or how does courage apply in the workplace yeah. and why is it important? So if you think of the workplace and let's think of the workplace uh, last month, next month and even today as a matter of fact, you may, and I use the word may intentionally, and I'll come back to that. You may need courage to provide someone with feedback. Anytime there's a risk associated, anytime we feel vulnerable, we need courage. Without risk, without vulnerability, there isn't courage. So back to the workplace, you may need courage to give feedback. You may need courage to be clear on expectations about equity, whether it's about recognition, promotion or pay increase. 
you may need courage to ask for a performance review. You may need courage to express a mental health need in the workplace, to ask for a career break, to make a decision um, to not be tied to a role that doesn't enable you to be your best self. You might even need courage to own your strengths, to own what you're good at and be able to express those. And that's, that's every day. The reason I say may is because courage is very subjective. So what I need courage to do, you may not and vice versa. To what I consider to be a courageous act, you may not and vice versa. Um, and if you think about um, today with COVID-19 and, and workplaces, you may need courage to make the decision to lock the office door and have all your staff work from home. You know, you might need courage to say, well, they're telling me I have to go into the workplace, but that doesn't sit comfortably with me. So I may need courage to say, I'm going to work from home. Um, as a leader of a team that has their team working from home, you might need the courage to trust that they're actually being courageous. Um, you, you might need the courage to, if you are working from home, you might need the courage to connect with clients, a client, well, clients, yes, and or colleagues who don't seem to need to connect as often as you do. And you might even just need the courage to accept that you're doing the best you can possibly be doing in the current situation. Mm. And no doubt everybody is doing their best or trying to do their best yeah. in very unfamiliar Absolutely. territory. territory. Absolutely. Jenna, do you have to be a leader to demonstrate courage? Because when we think of courage, we Absolutely. think of courageous leaders, we think of um, yeah. sporting captains, we think of politicians, business yeah. um, chiefs, etc. So do you necessarily have to be a leader to be courageous? Uh, no. No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm a big believer, as I'm sure you are, Trent, also, that leadership, it's not about title, it's not about the corner office. Anyone can choose to be a leader and demonstrate leadership behaviour. So that being the case, anyone can choose to be courageous. And, you know, when we think of um, Courage is a choice. Creation, you know? Yeah. Sorry, you I, I, Courage I, is a choice. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. If I, if I stop and have a think, what will I do in this situation? And, Trent, this leads me to our Courage Questionnaire where for every situation we ask three questions. How worthwhile is this act? So if we use the example of giving feedback, how worthwhile is it to give feedback to this person? How risky is it to give feedback to this person? And then based on those two things, how willing am I to act? Mm. And there's no magic formula around this, but if we stop and think, we're intentional in our choice and we're more likely to sit in courage rather than tip into recklessness or tip into cowardice, which I mentioned earlier. Oh, that is powerful, Dana. Particular, all those three um, courage questionnaire points that you mentioned are powerful. The last one resonated with me, the willingness to act. Yeah. Is a choice. Is a choice. And what I must say is sometimes it actually takes courage not to act. Oh. Well, you mentioned that line earlier between recklessness and courage. Yep. Mm. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So sometimes, sometimes it takes courage not to act. Mm. Um, you know, we often, it's often at the at the values level, where we're, you know, because morals, ethics, values, they're all on a on a continuum on the, uh, in and of themselves, and so it's often when our values and our and our ethics are, are, are pushed. But sometimes we actually need to sit with that and sit with the discomfort of that and not act. Mm. That is a whole other topic, I think. I, I was very tempted yeah, to absolutely. go off the running sheet there, Dana. <laughs> very tempted. I, I want to get you back. I'm loving this. I'd love to explore what is a, what are values, you know, and how do we use them, the moral compass, how do we use them to navigate, how does that affect our yeah. decision-making, our choices. Yeah. That's, that's um, yeah. something I think our audience would get a lot of value out of. Today I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going okay. to be disciplined and All stick right. to our running sheet. Um, sure. Now, with those things, the choice, you have a choice. Um, yep. It can involve risk and vulnerability. Yep. There's, we don't have to be a leader to be courageous. Mm. No, so that's not really excuse. I can't be courageous. I'm not a leader. I'm not equipped to do that. No, you, you, if you understand, you, um, that's probably is why the link to values is really important because that will determine your, your choices and your willingness to act. Yeah. What happens in the workplace, and we can maybe even think more broadly here, Dina, what happens in the absence of courage? Sure. Um, what I'll share with you actually is the research of Brene Brown. Uh, she, her research is based on 400,000 sets of data um, over 20 years, and most recently, uh, she interviewed 150 C-suite leaders. And this is what they said happens in the absence of courage. Tough conversations don't happen. So I don't come and give you feedback. And instead of, in fact, talking to you, I talk about you. Um, we certainly don't talk about our fears and feelings. And in the absence of talking about our fears and feelings, we actually, as leaders, as managers, we spend an inordinate amount of time um, managing unproductive behaviour. Yeah. Uh, trust goes out the door. We get stuck in setbacks. We don't, um, if I can use the phrase, bounce back. We have a lack of innovation because no one's willing to make a potential mistake. Um, we actually get stuck in problem solving. Now, you might think, well, that's not a bad thing, but we don't sit in the ambiguity of problem identification. We actually go straight to problem solving. And there's a quote by Einstein that goes something like, if I had an hour to solve a problem, I'd spend 55 minutes in problem identification and five problems in solve, uh, five minutes in, in solving it. Um, we, in the absence of courage, we are so um, concerned about not being inclusive and not being diverse, that actually we do the exact opposite. We actually uh, inadvertently are exclusive and not diverse. We shame and blame because it's far easier to shunt accountability. Our values, our organisational values and even our personal values may as well just be, you know, nicely framed on the wall. And um, we tend to look for perfectionism or, or we tend to look for, for perfection. And what we know from a psychological point of view, perfection is associated with anxiety and depression. Mm. So we're actually, mm -hmm. in the absence of courage, we're actually going downhill. It sounds like we're crippled in the absence of courage. It's yeah, it's a yeah I think that's a good Some summary. of those things you're talking about are very, um, 
yeah. uh, counterintuitive and and to 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 progress and to growth uh, in a lot of yeah, ways. Um, you might hear a little bit of ambient noise in the background, Dina, and um, we have the podcast coming live at you from my home office. <laughs> and we have some builders here at the that. moment uh, doing some renovations. Uh, we're going into recession and my uh, wife Kelly is doing her best to keep um, keep the economy going. God, that is courageous, Dina. Is that courage? Well, it, well, I don't know. If from your point of view, is it recklessness? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that either because she's probably going to be listening to this. Um, so, um, so it sounds like when the absence of courage, a lot of these things that, you know, I can certainly relate to hearing and coming across and actually probably demonstrating myself at times. Yeah. You know, so um, how do we uh, check ourselves? Um when we find ourselves lapsing into some of those behaviours, uh, um, does it come back to values? Do I need to just be really clear on those? Um, or is it just um, more being aware of when you're falling into or being seduced into those types of negative uh, interactions or behaviours? Or um, Yeah. Oh, look, Trent, it's all of the above and more. It, it's, you know, if we think of, um, again, this is coming back to Brene's research, she's shown that there's four key skills to develop courage. And one of them is living fully into your values. Uh, another one is uh, vulnerability. Then there's trust. And there's also building resilience. If we think of checking self, you know, it, that's, the, um, that's a whole topic of self-awareness, mm. you know, and how do we build self-awareness? We build self-awareness by reflecting. And that could be five minutes at the end of the day. Who was I today? What did I do? What am I most proud of today? Also, what didn't quite go, how I would have liked it to go today. Mm -hmm. So reflection's a big part of self-awareness. And the other is getting feedback. You know, getting feedback from someone you trust and you value. And also who's going to tell you the truth. So oh, someone who's bad. not going to just tell you what you want to hear. Ooh, that's, um, good. that's good. So you that know, so... You have to, it can be confronting yeah. getting constructive feedback because you have to remove the ego. Absolutely. And you have to be open. You have to, you know, the growth Absolutely. mindset we talked a lot about. But yeah. you've just really triggered something. And I, I'm doing my best here to stay on track, but <laughs> I'm <struggling. laughs> uh, Reflection you talked about as a way yeah. to develop self-awareness. Yeah. I've committed through the coronavirus. Um learning and the experiences we're all sharing, which we're all new, committed to just being as positive as I can and sharing positivity Great. with as many people as I can. I can very easily go to the dark places a lot of people go, but it's a choice not yeah. to. So everything yeah. I've been promoting has been positive. Um, some might say that's careless, it, it's, it lacks compassion, um, but that's sort of my choice, that I want to keep promoting, keep people buoyant, keep people positive, focus on the positives. Yeah. One of the things that, and that might prove to be right or wrong, I'm not sure, but that is at the moment um, something we're all faced with. How do we navigate our way through? What decisions do we make? What choices do we make? That's one of my choices. The other is I'm a big believer on, on this, and that is at the moment this place we find ourselves in is potentially an amazing opportunity as a circuit breaker to get everybody to rethink what they're doing, 
how they're doing it and what's most important to them. That's looking at the positive side. I know that there is a glass half empty side to that as well, but the glass half full side is very much around really taking some time to slow down and really think about what the hell we're doing and what's most important to us. And that reflection um, element that you talk to on those three things there, I think is part of that is being able to reflect on, you know, how we go about our lives, um, why, why we do the things we do. Um, and I think that probably is a positive that we can do. The hidden gem in all of this crisis can, can yeah. are some of those things that I think um, in a fast-paced world we can easily forget. Yeah. Trent, I, I agree with you totally. I think this has given us a real opportunity to reset. I think it's given us such an opportunity to consider what's most important to us and, and then to make some choices about what we're going to do with that. Um, you know I come from a strengths-based positive uh, background myself and, you know, one of the things that we want to be thinking about with COVID-19, with coronavirus is, and, and this is what we this is what we don't know we don't know how long this is going to last for but what we do know and actually I'm just saying what you've just said we have choice about how we respond mm. you know and 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 that's not about pretending everything's um fantastic and everything's you know just uh, amazing because that would be naive but it's saying it is what it is this is the situation we find ourselves in and this is what I choose to do. Mm. Choice. And that's, yeah, and, and that, that links from a psychological well-being point of view, and now I'm going off track, that links really closely to optimism and hope. Yes. Because um, hope is about, you know, this is where I am right now and I want to get, you know, point A is where I am, I want to get to point B. What's, what actions am I going to take to get to point B? And knowing that um, some of those actions will work and some of them won't. So what am I going to do to keep myself motivated? So how do I give myself any um, agency mm. to keep going? Yeah, yeah. Hey, the bridge of hope we talk yeah, about here at Bumps actually the bridge of yeah. hope. A uh, big shout-out to Richard Late, one of our clients. He talks about selling hope. Uh, a very successful businessman okay. in his own right. And he always says, all I'm doing is selling hope. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Uh, the hope, the optimism. I like that. The choice element to what we're referring to there is almost a sense of buy-in and ownership, isn't it? When you have choices, you have ownership. Yeah. The ability Absolutely. to, even if you don't think you have options, you still have choices. I think yeah. that's a really powerful um, little nugget. Yeah. And, you know, think about today with, with COVID-19. We're being encouraged to self-isolate. We're now being told that really if you choose to go out, there can be only a maximum of two people together, you know, out on the streets um, if you choose to leave your home. Um, so I still have choice in that. You know, uh, there are boundaries that I've been given, but I have choice in that. I can still choose to go out or not. I can choose to go by myself or with one other. I can choose to bring my dogs. I can choose to stay home and somehow do, if I'm thinking about exercise, because that's what's on my brain at the moment, I can choose to exercise at home in some way. Mm. So even though there are boundaries, we always have choice. Mm. It's perspective too, isn't it's it? That, yeah. Tell me what you mean by perspective. Well, it's being able to um, use your filter to see things in a, in a certain way. You can choose to see it negative. We can choose to see positivity. Or we can choose to see 
I guess the the alternative. But uh, some examples of flying around on social media are people sort of having a go at others for saying they're trapped at home. Well, so that some yeah. people are saying, no, you're not trapped at home. You're safe at home. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah. you're in a safe place and you're with your family. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so there's, a, again, it's perspective and context. Um, yeah. This is interesting because when you think about it, I'm making courageous choices or I have made a conscious choice because of my values and how I want to operate in the world to choose to be courageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I might be conscious of that. But then I see others not making the same choices under similar situations. So how do we support our teams or the people we're around to be more courageous? Okay. Um, so we can intentionally develop the skills that I mentioned earlier. So, you know, vulnerability, values, trust, and also resilience or well-being. We can also... Um, share stories of courage we know that courage is contagious science actually shows us courage is contagious so is passion and we are absolutely absolutely um we are inspired to courage on hearing the courageous stories of others and also on stopping to reflect on our own courageous stories of the past and i'll share with you later a little exercise that um you might like to uh, direct people to should they choose so share stories of courage i also encourage people to spot courage in others mm. so when you consider a courageous act to actually give that person feedback on that and kind of whatever your words are you know wow that was a courageous act and really give them specifics about that what did you see what did you hear why do you deem it to be courageous because one of the things i've learned i've interviewed about 50 something people now around courage and every single person says oh no that's not courageous that's just what i do (laughs) but when we've unpacked it they've actually sat back and gone oh now that i think about it you know that was courageous and then that inspires them to courage again Mm. um you know other other ideas lead by example be courageous um reward courage reward vulnerability Vulnerability plays a huge role in courage. And I need to be really clear. Um, Vulnerability is not disclosure. Vulnerability also has boundaries. But, you know, if you see vulnerability, reward it. Um, Make it psychologically safe to be vulnerable, to be courageous. Um, And then do the opposite of all the barriers that were mentioned earlier. Mm. um, Great advice, Dana. One thing I wanted to just snap off there was the importance of role modelling, you know, and who do we learn courage from um, and the importance of role models. Because you're talking about Mm -hmm. sharing stories of courage, um, giving examples of people doing things as as part of that as well. So that can be a challenge sometimes. And, um, you know, how do we find these people, you know, to learn from if they're not around us? Yeah. Um, you know, I would be encu- I would be encouraging people to even look to the media um, and see. And of course, with media, you're only going to get part of a story. But I would be looking. I would be encouraging people to um, to think of who who do they consider, who do they know of. Um, you know, whether it's through media, whether it's through reading, 
whether it's through world experience that have happened, that they consider to be courageous and to be thinking about uh, and unpack what they did. What did they do? How did they do it? Um, um, who, who enabled them? What were the conditions around which they were courageous? You know, I, I honestly, you know, if I think of Australia and, and what we're going through right now, I, I do think our state premiers, I think, you know, Daniel Andrews here in Victoria has been very courageous. You know, he has mandated things that Scott Morrison hasn't. You know, if you look at even the state premiers of, whose names totally escaped me, of South Australia um, uh, and Queensland who have closed the borders, you know, that's something that our Prime Minister hasn't done. So uh, there, are, there are people, you know, um, it, I think you need to look. I think it's almost... Oh, they're there. You just need to look. I'm going to... Yeah, I, absolutely. They are there. I, I can tell you, I can tell you of all the people that I have interviewed and they are really diverse, diverse industries, diverse roles, every single one of them has demonstrated courage. Mm. So they're out there and I also truly, I, I know, I was about to say believe, I know we all have courage within. We just need to stop and think about it. And now is a good time for that. Plenty of reflection time. Um, yeah. One of the one of the displays that I have seen very um, very strong displays of courage, which links to leadership, is the New Zealand Prime Minister. You know, making a very oh, tough call. Jacinda. Uh, Jacinda, unbelievably smart, yeah. compassionate, uh, yeah. quirky. I talk a lot about quirkiness. Yeah. She's got some quirk. <laughs> And that's yeah. the best of the best of quirky. And she seems to have just been a, a, a beacon, a light in a very challenging time. And um, a lot of leaders in Australia could take a leaf out of her book, I think. I have joked I about agree. her coming across and running our country or maybe doing both. Oh, hey, I, I'd, I'd be up to that. Absolutely. I think we should be like, you know, just part of New Zealand, just quietly. Yeah. <laughs> we could change our flag slightly and we're in business. Very nice. Loved it. God's country. I like about New Zealand listeners as well. Um, quirky characters indeed. While you were I don't want to, I, I'm really enjoying this, Dina. I'm, I'm so grateful for your time today. Um, I Thank know you're moving house as well and you're, you've got a few things on your plate. Um, <laughs> but what, what attracts you to courage as a concept? So why are you so deeply immersed in this subject matter? And that's not on the run sheet, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. Um, I. I, it all started from a group uni assignment. Mm. You know those group assignments that you go, really, why are we doing a group assignment? Anyway, we were we, it was a group assignment in doing my Masters of Applied Positive Psychology. As a group, we were tasked to explore what courage is. Mm. And what I realised is that there's not enough science behind courage in workplaces there's a lot of science about courage generally, but not in workplaces. At the same time, um, I was doing a lot of facilitation around developing authentic leaders. And what we found, you know, 90% of the time is that people would leave the workshop and be absolutely committed to being an authentic leader. Mm -hmm. And then in subsequent coaching and subsequent workshops, what we found is that say, it's too hard. It's, you know, it's not valued. Um, 
you, um, I'm coming up against barriers. And so I would ask the question, well, what do you need? Um, and inevitably the word courage or a, a similar word would come up. Mm. At the same time, speaking with various CEOs, GMs in, in industry, they would talk about expectations of their executive leadership team and absolutely where they were meeting those expectations and where they weren't. And I would ask them the question, what's getting in the way? And they would say risk. And then I'd say, well, what do you need? And they'd say courage. So all these things kind of happened at the same time. And I just went, wow, you know, even looking at the world as a planet and what's going on, you know, with um, societal issues, you know, whether it's global warming or homelessness or the Me Too movement or whatever it might be, I kind of went, we all need to be courageous. Mm. And that just set me off. And you're off. On the journey, and it's I'm off. yeah, and it is. I think I'm you might have set me on the journey too now, Dina. <laughs> I'm pleased. Can I, I think follow we you? All be on the journey, please. And look, seriously, you know, my my remit is to build courage, and the more people who are doing that, we can only be in a better place. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. I think you're right, spot on, hundred percent. The world needs more courageous people. It needs more courageous role models. Um, yeah, and I think. As a parent, you know, we're just really highly um, attuned to the importance of, you know, building confidence in kids, but that has to, as they get into adults, they're going to have to learn courage. And then, um, I think yeah. that's something that I think you know, to be able to live their true self. I, I was just thinking while you were talking about authentic leadership and mm -hmm. uh, popping into my head is you're saying there's people that were challenged by that. So one of the challenges would be I am being authentic Nobody likes me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody actually likes who I really am. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, being yeah. true to yourself, being true to your values does yeah. take courage. Um, Absolutely. And I think it's, it's important, um, yeah, particularly in today's climate, I'm actually very much emphasised in today's climate, the importance of courage. Um, we wanted to finish off today, Dina, with your three tips, best tips for being oh. courageous. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, when you're considering uh, whether you will or will not be courageous, stop and reflect. Make it an intentional act. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two, know that you're not alone. You know, when you're embarking on your courageous journey, tap into your greatest supporters and enablers. Bring them with you on that journey. And then tip number three, and um, apologies to Gandhi, but be the courage you want to see in the world. Mm. You know, um, we've, we've talked about role models. Be that role model. Be that first one to take that first step. Be that role model for someone else. Um, you know, and that can be frightening, but that's okay because we know that we can feel courageous and frightened at the same time. Mm. Very good advice. Uh, there is... Well, does not one or the other, is no, it? And to be no. courageous, there is risk and there is vulnerability. Absolutely. And with that, it, it's really interesting. And, you know, it, it, it seems intuitive. It is intuitive. But also the research, and I come back to Brene's research in this instance, her research of 150 C-suite leaders. So we're talking seriously senior people for want of a better definition of the c-suite we're talking about the leaders of you know large organizations and small organizations but we're talking about leaders here 
I've said that really badly. What I'm trying to say is her research, every single one of them, when she asked them a question about, well, you know, um, you know, when you're courageous, um, and I can't remember her exact question, but she asked them about what other feeling they would feel they felt at the same time as um, when they were feeling courageous, and they said fear. Mm. 150 out of 150 said we're fearful every day. We're fearful, you know, that it the, the risk associated, the outcome, etc. And these are amongst the most courageous people in the world as well. Mm, mm, that's great insight. Really. And Trent, I've said that really yeah. badly. I think that needs editing. I think you're underestimating uh, how well you communicated that. I, I'd spot on, I think. You know, it's um, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. Uh, yeah. Acting in despite of fear is courageous. Uh, courage yeah. is a choice. Uh, to be more courageous, we need to reflect more. Um, we need to, to be willing and open to getting the right feedback constructive yeah. feedback, any feedback. Uh, actually, a lot yeah. of people seek positive feedback all the time because it reinforces what they currently know, but if they're not yeah. seeking constructive feedback, they're not actually filling any gaps or learning anything new other. Yeah. It's just more validation. No. It's the validation yeah. from feedback. Um, now, and there, there's some unbelievably courageous acts going on in our community right now. They're our role models. Yeah. Your nurses. Yeah, absolutely. Your, um, your five volunteers. Uh, well, people like yourself, Dan, who are... Very, very, uh, a lot of conviction around getting a particular message out that's important to, to people. I think that's courageous as well. Um, how do we find more or learn more about courage? You mentioned you had a couple, a resource or something there yep, for us, Absolutely. So our our extension website, so there's the INSEAM website, which Insium. is insium.com.au, mm-hmm. but we also have our extension website, which is leadingwithcourage.com.au. And on there, you'll find interviews, you'll find blogs, um, you will find a number of different exercises, reflection exercises and resources. Um, There is a particular exercise that I think will help people reflect on their own courage. And I'll send you the link to that, um, Trent, that might be the easiest thing to do. And I will pop Um, that in the comments on YouTube and I'll pop that into the sections that we post the the, uh, podcast as well so they can get it from there also. That'd be great. That'd be great. And, and you know, Trent, we are we um, offer a number of different courageous workshops, whether it's Brene Brown's Dare to Lead as an accredited facilitator of her work or Courageous Self, Courageous Feedback, Courageous Change. Um, and in today's environment, we're actually offering those uh, via Zoom as well. Awesome. Awesome. You must be busy, Dana. Uh, a little. Lots of work to do. <laughs> What about, can we get social with you at all, Dana, uh, in terms of... Um... Absolutely. Please do. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Courage Chick. That's Courage me. Chick? Um, awesome. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, LinkedIn is just Dina Pozzo. And then if anyone wants to be in touch via email, dina at insium.com.au. You are a very courageous chick, Dina. Oh, thank you. At Courage Chick, I Thank like you. it. That's pretty cool. Hey, I'm not even following you on that uh, on that handle, so I've got to get cracking on that. Then I wanted to say thank you so much for giving us your time and your insights oh, today. Thank you. Um, I would oh, love Trent, to get you back thank on. Thank you. Oh, I would love to. I could. I could talk till the cows come home on courage, okay. and I do really think we all have it, and there's ways to find it, and 
ways to do it. And I'm just, I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity because this is another vehicle to get courage out there. So thank you. Absolutely it is. Thanks, Dan, and stay safe and look forward to catching we'll up with you next time. You are Thanks, important. Trent. See Thanks, you, everyone. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to Not For The Average Podcast with Trent Leishan. Trent is Managing Director of Boom Sales, Australia's number one sales training and development company. If you'd like to accelerate your own sales growth and profitability, go to boomsales.com.au.